What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It started to hit me that that guy had more money than me. He had more power than me. And I knew that, you know, um, a dream like that for me was far away. For him, it was very close. Right. Only when our people got murdered, they only approached me. Mm. It's never been a time like just during like a, a, a relaxing point for black people where they came to me and said, look, I'm interested in what you're doing. You know, and I remember me coming up and I said, man, there ain't nobody say yes. It's, you know, everybody keeps saying no, keeps saying no. He said, he said, soon somebody will say yes. Right. But he said, count your no's first. Right. Count how many no's you get before you get a yes. Right. So I, when I was on the streets in D.C., I'm counting. It's right. like 100 no's, and then I finally got a yes. Right. So he said, all right, well, now you know. So every 100 no's you get, you're going to get a yes. Mm. Turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back. And today, oh man, we have an amazing, amazing episode for you guys today. Listen, I am here at We Buy Black headquarters. If you're not familiar with We Buy Black, which I'm sure you are, it is the number one marketplace for black-owned businesses, y'all. Yeah. And I'm here with the man behind the brand, yes, Sharif. Yes, sir. Ramel. What's, What's up, my brother? Bro, man? Everything excellent, man. Everything man, excellent. Yo, yes, first sir. of all, man, thank you for doing this, bro. Yes, sir. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I, I've been wanting to pull back the curtains and really <laughs> get an inside look at this awesome operation you have going on here. Yeah. And I, I, I really appreciate it, bro. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. I'm glad to have you, you know, for <laughs> no sure. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So like I said, man, you guys know, know the brand, but in order to really understand the brand you have to understand the man behind it right mm. so so Sharif like l- let's kind of get started at the beginning man like okay. like tell me a little bit about you know where you're from y- your background yeah yeah so um born and raised in uh in southeast DC okay um you know um I grew up uh two-parent household my mother um was uh she's from DC my father also from DC um and uh recently lost my mother uh last year uh, at the so end of 2019 um beautiful woman precious soul uh, she was a, a, a homemaker, you know, um, and also she she worked a nine to five for for 30, 35 years, I believe. OK. And um, she had recently retired. And shortly after her retirement is when she she passed away. Mm. But um, her and my father had a, um, a beautiful relationship. I got to see that as I was growing up. You know, um, I was privileged to um, attend uh, Muslim private schools all of my life. OK. Um, you know, I went uh, from the what they call pre-k or kindergarten pre-k kindergarten all the way until i graduated high school um i got married uh uh when i was 17. okay um here in atlanta georgia um dc was real rough you know um and uh you know um those are circumstances you know people shouldn't just live in so my father you know he sent me and my brother to um atlanta when we were when i was 13 and my brother was 14 or 15. okay so um, we stayed in about five, well, I stayed in about seven different homes within five years. Um, and, um, you know, that caused me to mature a lot quicker than, uh, than others. 
So, um, you know, when I was about 17, you know, I, I, uh, I made the decision to get married. I tried to get married at 16. Okay. But, you know, it, it just didn't work that way. Um, <laughs> but I ended up getting married at, at 17. Um, you know, fast forward, you know, we, um, uh, I graduated Howard University. Uh, after we got married, went to uh, D.C., went back to D.C., graduated from Howard, um, moved to New York so my wife could finish her education. Okay. We had a two, uh, I mean, we had a... Um, a son, two years within college. So um, when I was about 20 years old, um, we had our, uh, our first child. And uh, now we have three children. You know, we here here in Atlanta. And um, yeah, man, so, you know, everything okay. everything's okay. great from there. So, so you know, what I'm, what I'm hearing there is, man, you, you matured extremely fast. Like, yeah. you, you know, you, um, you became an adult early. You got yeah, married right. early. You were yeah. on your own early. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you got started fast. But yeah. was, was that, you, you, did you feel you were kind of pushed into that? Or was that more so like your decision? You wanted to get out into the world and kind of pave your own way. Well, you know, if I had it my way, I, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have preferred to go to, um, Atlanta, I don't think so. Okay. You know, um, like I said, DC was rough. You yeah. know, my family was dealing with, you know, some issues uh, in DC, some, um, you know, just all type of things that was happening. Right. You know, um, you know, from robberies and, you know, uh, threats upon, you know, um, you know, family members' lives and, and, and all Got type you. of stuff. But, Got you know, and, um, you know, so it was, it was the best decision that my parents could have made. Got 100%. You. It was the best decision. Um, because me and my brother, man, you know, we, we, we grew up fighting, you know what I mean? We, you know, that was our thing, you know, yeah. we, we trained a lot, you know, um, my, you know, my father told us don't, you know, don't, don't, don't hit nobody if you don't have to, Right. you know, and keep your hands protected because right. you're going to need them. Right. So, you know, we, we never, we never really used our hands like that unless we really had to. Um, so, um, so, you know, so yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it wasn't the, the lifestyle that we had, it wasn't forced, but it was an environment in which we was able to see, you know, what was better and what's worse. Right. And, you know, and that pushed me to make the decisions that I made once I understood what was clean water from dirty water. You know what I mean? It <laughs> no just, doubt. you know, and I made I made those decisions, you know. Not all my decisions were, were on point, but uh, but I'm proud of them, right. you know, and I learned I learned from a lot of my decisions. See, I'm the youngest. Right. So, you know, if you're the youngest, you get to look at all of your older siblings mistakes. and kind of see the mistakes that they right, made. Right, 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 right. And you could choose, like, whether I'm going to go that route or whether I'm not going to go that route. Yeah. You know, and I chose, you know, um, you know, that it, it seems like it's smarter to go this particular route. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so no doubt. So you matured fast. So obviously you have a family, right? You're, you're yeah. young, you're starting a family. So what'd you do for money, man? Well, when I first, that's a real good question. Um, when I was 15, I was drop shipping on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Early. Yeah, yeah, I was drop shipping on Amazon. Yeah. So that was uh yeah, that was a while ago, but um it and I don't think too many people was doing it back then. I, I mean, man, when 15, yeah, that's yeah. that's now it's kind of like a wave and everybody's on it. Yeah. But how'd you even understand or get into that? Man, I had a I had um, my nephew, uh he's you know, a little older than me, but he's um you know, he was always into something. Okay. He was always into something and he presented this idea to me about opening up a, a company selling uh, safety gadgets and stuff like that, personal protection items like pepper spray, mace, and, uh, um, um, you know, stun guns and stuff like that. Okay. So I thought that was, I thought it was, you know, different, you know, um, so I, I told him, but I was already, I was already selling like oils and stuff like that on, on, in D.C. Okay. That was like my thing, you know, my father set me up with a little shop in D.C., like on the street. Gotcha. And people come, so I had early interactions with a lot of people. So, so you were always an entrepreneur? Always, yeah, always, man. I got, got started you. probably 12, 13 years old, 
you know, um, you know, my father got me started off, started off with just a few body oils. Right. And I would go to different places, you know, whether that was in D.C., Virginia, whatever, and I would just sell it to different people. Now, was he an entrepreneur as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so he did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Got so that's, you. yeah. So that's a good point. See, my father, he was, uh, he was, um, uh, he sold on the streets. Okay. And my mother worked, worked corporate. Okay. So I got to see the lifestyle of both. You know, um, yeah, and uh, what did what did you take away from that? Seeing both of those two yeah. uh, different types of lifestyles. Well, I would say like um, I think you should always have the the hustle mentality, you know, um, but also understand the importance of organization mm. and, uh, and 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 corporate structure. Got you. You know, Got you. Um, to preserve your business, uh, to ensure that you know you're taking a proper accounts of everything, um, and uh, you know there's just a certain amount of uh, you know. Um, I would say uh, uh, systems that need to be in place gotcha. that you only see on higher levels. Right. You see, like the body is a system, and the body is very complicated, but the body runs very smoothly if you treat your body the right way. You treat and protect your body. Your body, your heart's going to beat at the rate it's supposed to beat. You know, your lungs are going to pump the way they're supposed to pump. You know, um, you know, uh, the, the saliva is going to come. So everything it does exactly what it's supposed to do at right. the rate in which it should be doing it. Uh, but sometimes we could do things to take our body out of alignment, you know, uh, whether that's drinking, smoking, whether that's, you know, overworking, not not drinking enough water, whatever it may be. We could take our body out of alignment and uh, and then the body does not necessarily work appropriately. Right. So it's the same thing with the with the with the corporate structure. You have to have systems, you know, and uh, you have to have a head. You know, you have to have the head is always at the top. No doubt. You know, so you go to these corporate, uh, uh, you know, uh, entities, uh, the skyscrapers, and you see that the, the the president or whoever, the CEO is always at the top. Right, right, right. But that's how I, and, and, and they're running the organization. Mm. So it's like your mind runs your whole body. No you doubt. You know, your mind makes the decision to take your body out of alignment. It's your mind that does those things. It's not, you know, your finger and your toes and your and everything doesn't say, go do this and go do that. It's your mind that does that. So. Mm. When I looked at that, you know, as I was younger, I saw my, um, you know, I saw the benefits and the security that came with, um, you know, uh, being a part of a system in an organization uh, where some things are just sort of guaranteed. But then at the same time, uh, I, I picked up early on on the um, on the benefits of doing for ourselves and, yeah. and having our own uh, and, and working for ourselves and the, uh, and the, um, the freedom and independence that come with that as well. Right, so which one was more appealing to you? Cause you're looking at, you know, your yeah. mom in corporate, yeah. your dad doing his thing on the streets. Yeah. Like which one was like, I want to go that route. You know, one day I was young and I called my mother at work and uh, she didn't sound like my mother. Hmm. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I asked, I said, Ma? And she said, put. I said, yeah, here's me. And she's like, oh, what you want? And it hit me and I was just, and I never forget it. And I, and I remember me promising myself, I think I told my brother too at that time, I probably was like 10 or something. And I said, one day, you know, you know, our mother ain't gonna have to work, you know. So it was a tone. Like, yeah, it like was a you, tone. you could feel the stress of what she was well, going through. It, it just didn't sound like my mother. It sounded like, you know, um, just sound like another person, hmm. you know. Just sound like another person. That's interesting. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say a white person, but it just didn't sound like my mother. <laughs> Got you. Know? you. Yeah, it sounded like um, it just sounded professional. That's all. You know, uh, professional you. in the sense. It didn't feel organic. It didn't like, feel organic. It didn't feel right. Got you. You know, so you know, like, you know, 
that voice, it just, it, uh, I never heard her speak like that before. Got you. And, uh, and I never was in the environment to hear her speak like that before. Uh, I was never at her workplace to hear her talk like that. Got you. So all I knew was that it wasn't like how she said, <laughs> you know, like, who? so it wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. It wasn't that. And at that point you knew you need to get moms out of there because that's not yeah. where she belongs. Because I never seen my father have to do that. Got you see what I'm saying? And we were around you. him all the time. So she wasn't really being who she, herself. Yeah, And you yeah, can see yeah. your dad, he, he's always. Him. Yeah, yeah, because he was, you know, hustling right, on the right, street. So what you see on the street is what you're going to see at home. Understood, understood. You know, uh, to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, dope, dope, dope. All right, so let's get back to the Amazon dropshipping. You said your cousin of yours. Mm-hmm. Came yeah, my to, nephew. Your nephew, rather, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought this opportunity to you and you start getting, getting started dropshipping on Amazon. Yeah, there so was. talk a, about that. Yeah, there was like this, uh, this business that, sold these um, these items and um, you know we'll purchase the item from them one item we'll get it for a wholesale rate okay um, so let's say it's the pepper spray um, that you know the pepper spray we'll buy it from them for two dollars okay they will send just one pepper spray to our house okay um, and then um, you know but that pepper spray on, on you know the retail value of that pepper spray would probably be eight or nine dollars okay so um, we would take that and we would uh, we export it all of their products off their site, and uh, we imported all of those products onto Amazon and to eBay. Okay. And then every time someone made a purchase from our shop, we would just make the order from that company, and they gotcha. would send it directly to them. Right. And we would just collect the profits. Gotcha. So we just played the middleman. Did they even, would, were they even calling it drop shipping at that time? Did you even understand it as that? Or were you they, just, they may have, okay. but I didn't know it to right. be. Right. Yeah. Just, just is what you did. You just, yeah. Right. You just did your own thing. Yeah, just did my own thing, you know. <laughs> so they, they may have, right. but, you was know. This a, was this a local supplier, or were they overseas? or did, they, was, did, they were local. Okay. Yeah, they were local. Yeah, they for sure were local, because people were getting their products immediately. It was before China started doing, like, them gotcha. one-item shipments and stuff like that. Like that yeah. got you got yeah. you got you. how'd you guys find them um just some google research okay you know just some google research i don't remember exactly but you know just some basic research because i remember that company they were they were known um i think you had to pay for like a membership or something oh, like okay. that okay got you got it's you one got of those you. type of things yeah. all right cool so you so you kind of take from some selling on the street to mm-hmm. online now so yeah, now you're yeah. evolving as a businessman right yeah all man. Right, so what does that teach you and then where do we go from there so i learned a lot about you know buying and selling online um so around that point i started finding like um you know deals on like these different sites amazon ebay i wait for people to become desperate okay. you know i watch for those type of things so they sell a product that easily can go for six hundred dollars they sell it for 300 because of whatever it may be it's like a pawn shop mm. i'll buy it and then i'll resell it back on the market so i started doing that um then i started searching for things outside of like on amazon or on ebay or um, maybe some other sites where people were selling um, wholesale items. So okay. around 15, 16, I started buying product, you know, a thousand units of this and a thousand units of those. Mm. And um, I used to take it to the streets and sell it on the street. Um, mm. One one item in particular, I remember when I was like 15 or 16, uh, probably about 15. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, maybe about 14, 15. But it was um, these solar panel fan 
Hats. Hats, okay. Yeah, so I had the solar panel on there and it was the fan on there. So it was about 14 years ago. Okay. And, um, you know, I thought it was real unique, you know, so I was like, okay, cool. Like, they were like $3, so I was like 14, 15. So I ordered like a thousand of them, you know, okay. at that time. Okay. I had the money to do so. So um, when I purchased those items, you know, I took them on the street right off of Glenwood in, in, in Atlanta and I start selling them to people on the street. And black people are like, what? The hell is this, you know? And I'm like, look, man, this, you put it on your head. Let me show you real quick. You know, turn it back. Boom. Right, right, right. You the demonstrating it and yeah, everything, I'm, showing how I'm it works. I'm selling it. Yeah. So I was selling them almost twenty dollars a pop, you okay. know. And I was getting it at three dollars, so I was making really good margins. Okay. Then the idea hit me. I said, you know what? I'm gonna throw a Mickey Mouse on this, mm. and I'm gonna go make a pitch to, uh, or uh, um, what is it in Orlando, Florida? Uh, Disney World. Disney World. Yeah. You know, so there was an opportunity that had came up. Um, in which I took advantage of that, you know, so um, I flew down, I was 16, I took a flight down there to Miami. Mm. Um, I stayed at the hotel for one night, but I had two sisters that lived there, so I stayed with them. Um, I wrote a whole business plan while I was there, and I made a pitch at a pitch competition. Right. How old are you now? 16. You're 16 years old? Yeah, I was 16, yeah. Made a pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's gutsy, man. Yeah, like, yeah, 16? Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. Yo, yeah. like, 16-year-olds no, will go to Disney World and try to pitch yeah. Mickey Mouse hats. Yeah, yeah, so it was wild, you know, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm listening. Tell, tell me about that. So, it was crazy. So, I, I did the, I wrote the plan, wrote a business plan, got a little template offline, wrote okay. the business plan. Uh, How did you know you needed a business plan? I don't know. I don't. Well, you know what? No, I was a part of this organization here in uh, Atlanta okay. that I joined. I'm glad you said that. Um, it was called um, Youth Vibe. Okay. Matter of fact, Vibe. Youth Vibe. Okay. Matter of fact, I'm real close with the uh, the, the founder of that organization. Okay. Uh, he looks young, but he's a uh, he's, he might be 50 at least. <laughs> right. But the brother, uh, but he drinks clean a lot brother, of water. Yeah, he drinks a lot of water. Right. His body's in alignment. Right. <laughs> right for sure. Right. 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 So he 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 owns a company called Supreme Burger here in Atlanta. His I've, father I've was the him. owner of um, uh, Supreme Fish. Okay. And that was a major, um, you know, um, you know, food. Um, chain. Yeah, food chain here, yeah. here in Atlanta. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, Wali, uh, he had a program called Youth Vibe, and it was like teaching, you know, you, uh, people who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs, youth, you know, about, you right. know, the business and about gotcha. how it goes. So gotcha. I joined that program and, you know, they talked about business plans and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I was interested, you know, because I knew I wanted to be in business. Right. I didn't know what exactly, but right. I knew I wanted to get into and it. And you are already in it. Like, yeah, yeah, I was you already, yeah, I was already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was a part of the program. I'm like, yeah, y'all know, y'all know what y'all doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, so, I, do, I do this. I do this, real. you know, yeah. So yeah, we, okay. we getting it in, you know. So I'm writing a plan. Then he, they had an opportunity that came up about going to Florida okay. for like a, a competition or something like that. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, well, I know what I, I know what I would do, right. you know, if I went, you know, so, um, you know, we organized it, you know, I remember I was by myself when I went, I do remember that, but we organized it. Um, I flew down there, uh, stayed with my sisters, uh, stayed at the hotel, did the pitch. And I remember um, uh, this white guy that was there, it was nothing but white children. And right. there was only one other black guy, but he was from Haiti. And uh, he had, um, very promising uh, young brother too, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I could see it then, and, and he's still very sharp to this day. Got you. His name is uh, Steve Simberg. Okay. Yeah, Steve. But anyway, um, when we're there, one of the white guys at the competition, he said, um, you know, he asked me, do you have a patent for this? Okay. And I was like, well, what's a patent? Right. And he, like, he smiled, he chuckled like that. <laughs> he's like... 
uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I, said, I, said, I was in the back of my head, I said, what, what is a patent? What is a patent? Right. I kept asking myself, what is a patent? Right. And uh, I didn't, I, when he said don't worry about it, I just didn't worry about it right, anymore. Right, I mean, right. It wasn't a big deal, you know? But later in that competition, he had stood up and he was one of the organizers, and, uh, or maybe a guest speaker, maybe. Um, but he, I remember him telling all the young people that was in there, he was like, now one of you all had this genius idea here today. Mm. He said, but uh, you all did not, that person did not patent mm. that idea. He said, I'm gonna say this, that idea is no longer their idea. Wow. That's how he said it. Wow. Yeah. So Are you it was, serious? That's what he said. So he says it's a jack move. It was a jack move. <laughs> straight up. So, man, I'm like, so I'm thinking right then, I said, well, a patent must be something to protect your idea. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. So I'm like, okay. And back then, you ain't have like the cell phones where you just Google and like, yo. Uh, like, I didn't even have a cell phone right. at that time. You know what I mean? So exactly. I might have had a Boost Mobile or something. You know, I don't even remember. You know. Yo, yeah, it's so crazy. It was wild. It was, it was wild. It was wild. So he did that, and I'll never forget. But um, even back then, I didn't see that as a threat. Right. And he was like, hey, you know, ain't nobody idea, something like that. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, right, we're gonna do right, this. Right. So, um, but I do remember like after the event, me feeling uh, kind of scarred about that, you know, and I, and I knew that it started to hit me that that guy had more money than me. He had more power than me. And I knew that, you know, um, a dream like that for me was far away. For him, it was very close. Right. He, made, he had the money, but he didn't have the idea. Right. And that's what I gave him. Mm. I gave him the idea, and I didn't receive any money back. Right. And that taught me a valuable lesson back then. And it's something that my father-in-law says all the time now. You know, he says that you got two type of people in business. You got the person with a lot of money with no ideas. And you got the person with a lot of ideas with no money, you know. He <laughs> right. said you can either become both, right, or you can introduce both, mm. right. And I, I will always remember that, you know. Um, and uh, ever since then, I became both. Yeah. And I'm still introducing both. <laughs> so we doing it all, you know. It's like, no look, this, you got the idea. This brother got the money. Let's y'all let y'all meet real right, quick, right, you know. Right, and right, I right. and I, I I be here if you need me. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no doubt. Man, that's a crazy story, bro. Yeah, that's man. a crazy story. Yeah. All right, so after the drop shipping, what what happens next? After you know, I was making money at that time, right? So you know, I'm 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 what I'm kind at, of money you making? Well, I was doing about six thousand a month. Okay, yeah, maybe about five. I was fifteen, sixteen years old. I was doing about five, six thousand a month. What do your peers think about what you're doing at this point? They ain't know. They ain't know. Nah, ain't none of them know, man. What they think you were doing? They didn't know. Yeah, yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> I don't know what they thought, actually, you know, because I, I wasn't, I was never the type, I ain't never showed nobody my money. Got you. I never did that, you got know. You. Um, so you just living and you're good, but nobody really knows I'm how you're living stacking money, how you yeah. I was just stacking my money up. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I was always interested in, I got into the stock market a little bit, okay. you know, at that young age. You okay. know, I started, you know, uh, reading about stocks um, and I made, I made uh, a terrible decision, but it was a little bit later in my life, you know, what, like. What, what a stock, stock decision? <laughs> I don't even know if I should say. <laughs> it's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. I, I, I totally ain't want to have nothing to do with stocks no more, man. I'm going to tell you, though. Yeah, okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about it, man. I invested in Blockbuster over Netflix. Mmm. It was, uh, I, I could have sworn at that age, I was like, you know, Blockbuster got all of this real estate. Yeah. They got all of this, they, they, they've been existing for this long. Yeah. You know, they, this is their, you know, I'm looking over their profile and I'm reading, I'm like, yeah, they got these people in, in position, right. et cetera. And Netflix, I'm like, but they new, right. they fresh. 
but I didn't understand disruptive innovation at that time. Right. I wasn't, I didn't know about that. Right. So, um, you know, because Netflix was the first one on the scene doing it. I mean, you later had like Ubers and Airbnbs, but right. the first one that I recognized was, right. was uh, Netflix, Netflix that was offering uh, um, the something disruptive. Right, exactly. So, um, so I learned my lesson right then and then to say, you know what, now... If I'm ever going to, if I'm going to start a business, it has to be disruptive. Mm. Um, and if I'm going to invest in a business, it has to be disruptive, because those are the ones that you don't really expect to win. It's like right. the underdog. It's like right. black people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, right, we're right, disruptive. Right, right. You know. Yeah. So, so that's where I was casting my vote. You know, for, from then on. But at that age, man, I, you know, um, I, I, um, I thought I was for sure. I thought I was right. You know, and uh, you know, lo and behold, I was. Completely wrong. You know, I wouldn't even say it was a bad decision. I mean, yeah. if you take all the data points, like you said, yeah. Blockbuster was set up yeah. to win. Yeah, they were set up, man. You know what I mean? Even when they started doing like the the mail the mail ins mm-hmm. and and all that, they were just yeah. there. They just were slow. Yeah, they were slow. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? And, and they didn't like you said they didn't innovate fast enough, and yeah. they didn't see it. They oh, didn't yeah. see the big picture. They got stuck in their in their ways, yeah. and then, yeah, man. But yeah, so that reminds me of you know Amazon today, um, in Walmart, you know. Um, um, you know, it's it's going to be. See, Walmart is trying to catch up. You know, and and uh, you know that's going to be difficult. And and if you you know look at Amazon, they never really let up on anybody. You know, if it's anything that they see out there, they're going to get into that business. You know, um, it doesn't matter what it is, they found a way to get into that business. Right. And if a person doesn't sell, then they just dominate. Right. So that's their mo. Right. And it has always been their mo. Right. Um, you know, it's like a snake. Um, or like a leech or something, right? What it does is, is that, or let me say like a, it's like a germ. It's more like a germ. You know, it, it sort of attaches itself to your body and it benefits from your body. And then before you realize it, a parasite, that's what I'm looking for. It's like a parasite. Yeah. Before you recognize it, it owns your body. Right. You know, and it I, takes it a host and then before you, like you said, it just takes over. Takes over, you know, it <laughs> takes over. There's like this parasite that, latches onto a, a fish's tongue, right. a fish tongue. Right. And it it uh and it and it grows on that tongue and eventually the parasite actually becomes the tongue of the fish. Wow. It, Never heard it's of that literally before. the tongue of the fish. It's that's a parasite. Crazy. It looks like a big bug on the wow. tongue. But that's what it becomes. But you know, Amazon is is very similar to that. That they will call the community and say, sell on our platform, um, which we all did. You know, and then what they would do is they would say, um, they would study all of the data, they get all the metrics, and then they would look at it and say, oh, laundry detergent sells every month. People are buying this product every month. Right. The margins are excellent, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they would say, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, and uh, now let's look at the ratings that all of these detergent companies have. Let's read all of the reviews. Mm. What is it that people want? What are they asking for? What is the demand? And then they introduce their own line of detergent. And they allow to see organically to see whether or not it, that, that product actually makes it to the top based off of their own research. And it does. So they don't just introduce detergent. They introduce batteries. They introduce toothpaste. They introduce all these different items, but it's all their brand. Right. And the idea of it is, uh, is to really replace uh, and to monopolize um, you know, uh, you know, um, over the companies that actually made Amazon what it is today. Right. 
So they do that for everything. They do that for the postal service. You know, we'll use you until we don't need you anymore. Wow. You know, they did it to Google. Like they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on Google. Um, to, to, uh, so every time you search, I'm looking for this product, you'll go on search on Google. But now, you know, over 70, 80 percent of product searches is now happening not on Google, but on Amazon. Right. So they'll pay for it until they're able to reach a point where they don't need that person or that entity or that community right. anymore. Right. And uh, we've been subjected to that, you know, f- since we've been here. And, um, you know, with all of our thoughts, all of our ideas, all of our aspirations have been stolen from us, you know, and we really never received anything in, in return. Yeah. And a banner on the homepage screaming Black Lives Matter does not give us what we need, right. you know, for, for our livelihood. And it makes it difficult for companies like us you know, um, who people have seen, you know, we've been through ups and downs. See, you could scream Black Lives Matter. You could scream Melanin is Golden. You could scream Black is Beautiful and Magic, popping, glitter, <laughs> dropping. Right. You could do all of that yeah. for your, don't nobody care about that. But the moment you say, let's take our money back, mm. that's when you get the pressure. Right. Right. That's when they come after you. Right. And not only that, that's when your own people who have the boss we sick mentality. Right. You know, like Malcolm X said, boss we sick, you know, <laughs> we sick boss. They got that. They, they feel it. Right. They feel it before the other people even feel it. So then they come to you and say, man, you know, I, I like what y'all doing, but, uh, you know, y'all shouldn't, y'all shouldn't use that name. You know how many um, businesses that I have had to come to me and say, I won't sell on the site because the, the site has black in it, like we buy black. Wow. So many. I got emails about it, all of that. I got people on record, man, that's now using the name. They wrote me the letter. Yeah. But now they screaming black lives, they black, black, black. They playing the video, the music videos right. and all of that with black. <laughs> right, right, right. And I'm like, you was the one that told me right. you won't even sell on the site. That's crazy. People got... Um, now, now, yeah. now, these are black-owned businesses that are Most telling definitely. you that. Black-owned businesses. I had people who wanted to invest. They saw that the potential, but they, you, you know, you should change the name. You should do this. You should do that. So, but now they're, those are the same people that are now screaming black everything. Right. So, um, what wow. I, hey, so when man, corporate did it, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. You but see, you but know when I mean? you were doing it just organically, you because see? that's what it is, now nah, we want to stay away we from that. Say, we want to go the direction that white people are going. Wow. See, that's the, and, 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 and I keep using white people. I don't want to keep using white people, but... You know, it's just like, that's just what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, I'm just right. going to do that. Right, you know? right. But it's like, yo, like, we, our experience is 100% different than everybody else's experience. Mm. So the way in which we do business is going to have to be different. That's a fact. You know, and uh, the way that we do everything that we do is going to have, it cannot be the same. Mm. You cannot align yourself with their game and think you're going to win it. Right. You have to have a strategy. Right. Now, none of them came to me and ever asked me, Sharif, what's the strategy? Sharif, we know you, you know, we already see you doing things differently, but what's the strategy? Where are we right. going with this? Right. None of them. <laughs> they all came to me and either said, uh, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to call them out by name. How yeah. many celebrities actually came? Only when our people got murdered, they only approached me. Mm. It's never been a time like just doing like a, a, a relaxing point for black people where they came to me and said, look, I'm interested in what you're doing. Right. It's after, uh, um, uh, what's it, Trayvon Martin. Right. It was after uh, Eric Garner. Right. It was after F- Philandro Castell. Right. Mike Brown. Right. You know, our right. sister, um, uh, Sandra Bland. Yep. You know. Breonna um, Taylor. Yeah, Breonna Taylor. And, uh, and, and then George Floyd. George Floyd. So all when it, of them. When it's trendy. When it's trendy. <laughs> so I got 
emails, phone calls, texts, and you'll see it's only on the day in which our people die. Mm. It's only during the time period in which our people die that you get these big celebrities, big influencers, um, corporate companies, large corporate companies that we all shop at every day that say, hey, we want to do business with you. Right. You know, we want to do business with you right now. And I've taught, I was learning, I mean, someone taught me a long time ago, um, you know, it was during Mike Brown, I believe. Okay. They said, they said, uh, it was, it was a, um, a celebrity, a big celebrity that reached out to me and said, look, I want to I wanna invest in what you all are doing. Right. And, that, um, and I was interested at that time. I mean, we need help. You right. know? So the brother told me, he said, look, he said, if, he said, this, he said, um, this is what he said. He said, partnerships is like marriage. He said, you want to know why a person wants to marry you. Right. Just as you want to know why a person want to partner with you. Right. What's their interest? Right. He said, uh, is it when you look good, when you're, when, you, when you're thriving, that they want to marry you? you know, uh, is that the time they want to marry you? Is that the time they want to uh, partner with you when things are looking good for you? What about when things aren't looking too good for you? Do they still believe in you? That's deep. He said, who are they married to already? Like what, uh, you know how they say when you get married, uh, you marry the family too? Right. He said, he said, who are they partnered with already? What are their interests already? Are they already aligning with businesses that are similar to yours? Right. People who have aspirations similar to yours. Right. Is that their track record? Right. He said, then wait till this moment die down. This whole emotional reactionary moment, you know, just, just do something for black people. He said, wait until that dies down and see if they're still interested. Mm. He said, call them, call them back. Tell them that you need a week. Cause you know, it don't take long. You know, black person get killed. We all protesting. <laughs> right, a right, week right. later, we, yeah. we back, you know, strolling in Walmart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, sure. right. So for he sure. told me, he was like, just give it a week and reach back out to them and see if they're interested. So I text the person. I said, look, man, I appreciate it. You know, uh, uh, you know, we getting some things straight, you know, um, you know, I'll get right back to you in a week. He said, okay, that's short time. There ain't no problem. Da, da, da. The whole incident died down in a week. Right. I reached back out to him. No more phone. Like, wouldn't answer my call. None of that. Wow. Wrote him an email. Never received the email. It was just constant over and over and over again, you know, that we, that we had that issue, you know. So, you know, that, um, that taught me something, you know, that if I'm ever going to do business with a person, ever going to align with a people, anything, they have to, that has to be their interest. You know, your mission, your mission, your vision, your goals have to all be in alignment. No doubt. Just like a marriage. You know, because if there's something that's not in alignment and you can't bring that to alignment, it's not going to work. Right. It may take you five, 10, 20 years to realize it. Right. But at the core of it, you know, that person is just fundamentally different from you and they yeah. don't have the interest. Right. In going where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, well, well, let's let's take it back to the beginning of how this this thing got started. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we kind of we left off talking about, you know, drop, drop shipping. So how mm -hmm. we make that transition into mm -hmm. Reebok Black. Was that, was that next or did we, we, we have something in between that? Yeah, we had some things in between So that. what happened? What, what was going so on? So I was doing drop shipping when I was in high school. That, that gave me enough uh, money to get married, you know, at least have the interest to, because I was 15. I, I, was, I was in love with my well, soon-to-be wife at that time. Right. You know, she was, she was 14, you know, turned, just turned 15. So, um, and, you know, me and her was high school sweethearts and all of that. So I, you know, and I had, and I approached her father one day and I told him, I was like, look, you know, I'm interested in being married. You know, I said, no, I said, I'm interested in your daughter. And then, you know, and I'm, you know, <laughs> talking to him and everything. He was like, and after I said all of that, he was like, oh yeah, well, what's your name? <laughs> right. I was like, damn, man, I'm messing up, man. I ain't even telling my name. This is crazy. Right, right, So, I, right. you know, I told him my name and just so happened he 
made uh, the pilgrimage to Hajj with my father in 1997. Okay. So he already knew my family. You know, you come from good stock. Yeah, he already knew. He yeah. was like, oh, man, I know your father. So okay. it was like clean. You yeah, know, after yeah. that, it was clean, man. So, um, you know, once I got married, we moved to, um, uh, no, we, we, stay, we stayed in Atlanta. I was continuing to do business like I was doing, you know, just bringing this income however I had, yeah. I was able to. And then um, once I graduated and went to Howard, um, I studied um, uh, insurance. Okay. So I became a licensed insurance agent at 19. Okay. And um, in D.C. And, um, you know, I was selling insurance. You know, I was going down to the corporate buildings in D.C., dressed in a nice suit, and I was selling insurance. And I was really good at it because I knew sales. Yeah. I knew sales. Got so, you. You weren't, you weren't afraid to knock on doors, get rejected, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was, I was used to all of that. What, what, you made, you, what made you get into insurance? Or want to pursue uh, insurance? My brother came to me with an opportunity because there was another uh, elder gentleman who I don't think he had any sons or something. He wanted to see his business, you know, okay. go on. So got you. He, you know, he talked to my brother. My brother came and brought the, you know, the the, the plan to me, and I was like, all right, let's get to it. Right. So me and my brother became licensed insurance agents. Okay. Cool. So we both started working it, and um, you know, he he had dropped off. My brother had dropped off, and wanted to do something else, but I stayed in it. You know, and um, I made a few dollars off of it, you know, and then eventually, um, uh, you know, eventually I moved from doing insurance after I read the book, Carter G. Wilson book. Okay. Um, you know, uh, The Miseducation of the Negro. Okay. And, you know, in that book, you know, he pretty much said that, you know, you have our children who go off to these colleges um, and these institutions, universities, and they're studying everything that their parents had nothing to do with. Mm. You know, if your parent was a, a, a farmer, sharecropper, a shoe shiner, whatever it is, and you don't study that, then the likelihood of you being successful is less right. than as if you were to study what they did. Right, right, so right. if you study the trade of your parent, you're more likely to be successful. Mm. And, and, and I thought about it, I remember like this, you know, a, a quote from, um, from, the, uh, from the Bible, you know, um, you know, um, uh, where it says, um, you know, something to the extent of, um, you know, I'm, uh, Jesus says, you know, I, I must be about my father's business. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, I, and it hit me then. I was like, okay, you know, I'm with that. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about it, but I'm going to, my father was a painter. Right. And he painted homes in D.C. Okay. And everybody knew he'd been doing that for years. Yeah. Alongside with hustling on the street and being to sell, you okay. know, the different products on the street. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do... I'm going to at least attempt it. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to let my father know. I'm going to try to help him in his business. So I started studying what he was doing. And in my mind, I was very analytical. So I was like, okay, he could have did that differently. Okay, I would call the name this and that, call it that. And, you know, if I would dress differently. And I, I was right. doing all of that. And right. I started to bring those ideas to him. Okay. And, you know, my father at the time, you know, he, he didn't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't want to hear none of that. He was like, look, I've been doing this all my life. I right. know this business. Ain't nothing too much you could tell me about this. Right. And, um, you know, I kind of had that with him. So we fell out on that piece. Okay. You know, and he, he said, you know, if you, you know, uh, you know, if you, if that's something you want to do, then you do it. Right. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you get, you know, the green light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll show you what, what this is about. No so doubt. I went out, started, um, came up with a name. Uh, started the company is called Peppermint Peppermint Painting. Okay. And um, you know I had the idea of like you know um, oh I went to go see uh, twenty homes I saw twenty different homes twenty okay. different client potential clients. Okay. And none of them came through. Didn't make not one sale out of all twenty. Got you. 
And I'm like, all right, cool. But that's cool, though, because my father taught me something when I was young, when I was selling on the streets of D.C., I kept getting no's on the street. You know, people said, nah, nah, I'm good, young brother, I'm good, young brother. And, you know, and I remember me coming to my father said, man, there ain't nobody say yes. It's, you know, everybody keeps saying no, keeps saying no. He said, he said, soon somebody will say yes. Right. But he said, count your no's first. Right. Count how many no's you get before you get a yes. Right. So I, when I was on the streets in DC, I'm counting. It's right. like a hundred no's, and then I finally got a yes. Right. So he said, all right, well now you know. So every 100 no's you get, you're gonna get a yes. Mm. Now, some That's days dope. it may be, you know, longer, whatever, but some days you may get, you know, for every 10 yes, uh, 10 no's, you may get a yes. So, right. But at least you're able to see your, your it numbers. It shifted your perspective. It shifted my, pers- you, you my perspective. You look at it like it's a game. Like, all right, I know it's usually 10, so if I just 11, yeah. I got them. Probability. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, <laughs> right. like, what's the probability of this? Right. You know, so I said, all right, now I'm going to increase the probability. Okay. So when I was on the streets in D.C., I put a 10 outside. Okay. That increased my probability from 100 no's to, to one yes. So maybe about 50. Then I put up, and I asked my father, he said, yeah, put up some dresses, big, big women dresses. He said, because the truth was, it was more women buying from us on the street than anybody else. Mm. So he said, cater to the women. Gotcha. So I went and got these big, beautiful dresses for women, and I put them all out front, and they fanning in the wind and everything like summertime and women pulling over room pulling over damn so you know they get up there and then now for you know it's and for every 20 nose i'm getting a yes right then i'm like selling them you know i'm smooth charming them like how you doing sister yeah i like the way you got that boom boom so i'm talking them up and then they buying the dress and i'm like yeah but look you don't want to wear the dress without smelling good here smell this right boom, boom. right right they like, smell up selling yeah, i'm selling everything you know and it's like and they, they leaving off in the trunk like look you ain't got a man, you know. <laughs> I got a man. I got well, get him this. Boom, smile that. He gonna love this, you know. So I'm just doing it all. So right, right, right. I'm cashing. I'm, I'm on the streets and I'm 15, 16, coming back for the summertime, doing 300, 400 dollar a day. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just killing it out there. Yeah. You know. I remember someday I had 500 dollar days. Now, that was big, you know, back then. You no know, doubt. like on the streets. I'm like crushing. No and and that was like. That's like in-person sales on the yeah, street. Yeah. So it's different than like Which is online. hard, man, because I mean, you think now you see those kiosks and stuff in the mall and people try to get you. You, yeah. you walking right by Yeah, you keep going. You, yeah, keep, yeah. It, you keep it pushing. So oh, to be able to grab somebody's attention and keep them engaged, yeah, man. That's, a, that's a talent, yeah, man. That's skill. So, we, you know, I had that. So, you know, growing, so coming from there, I learned probability in painting. So I said, okay, I got 20 no's, but the next month, um, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to change my outfit. So I put on all whites, painted outfit, mm. and I had a hat, but I took paint with my own fingers and I sprinkled it on a hat to make it look like I you like know, you was busy. in the business. Right. And I sprinkled <laughs> it on my boots. I had brand new boots, and I took the paint, sprinkled it on my boots. You know? <laughs> I went like that, and I went into the house. Um, I think I did about 30% somewhere around there. Yeah. And then um, I stopped. I had a little Toyota, and I stopped parking my Toyota in front of people's house. I parked it on the side of people's house. And then it increased my margins up to like 50%. So, so now it's like for every person, that, for every uh, two people I see, I'm closing one, 50%. So By making all these little adjustments. All these little adjustments. And then I, I realized that the, 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 uh, the people who came in before me, they were leaving out and they had notepads that they were writing on. So I said, okay. I took the money I made from the other jobs. I went and got a tablet, I, iPad. Right. Had a little iPad with the little stencil and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to, uh, to some of the paint stores. I got the little thing. I remember one time I was inside the house and a woman, she told me, her and her husband told me that they had the intention of going with another company. Okay. And, uh, and I told them, I said, well, um, 
where they're able to match the paint for you. She said, well, they're going to come back. I said, is that the hole they put in the wall? Because you got to put it, you know, sometimes you got to scrape out the paint right, to take right, it to the store. To get the match. So they said, yeah, you know, they took it to get the match. Yeah. I said, well, let me, let me take a look. And I had this device I paid $80 for. And I put it on the wall. Doop, beep, 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 beep. Match. And I said, here's your match. <laughs> and she was she like, like, they, they were like, broke my whole wall this? down. And this like, man got the, 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 the tools. I had for the, the tools, bro. So I knew I had to, you know, I was You compete. invested in your business, man. Invested in the business. Yep. So they were like, all right, well, this, you know, he got it. You yeah. know, he, he got it. So come to find out the people before me, they bid it $4,500 on the job. Okay. I bid $7,000, still got the job. Wow. Still got the job. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was like everything was, it was probability. It was psych, uh, psychology. Yeah. So when I dealt with people, uh, you know, um, like I, when I dealt with white men, yeah. you know, um, I stared them down in the eye, you know, because I knew that it was intimidating to have a young black man to challenge you on whether or not you can buy, you can afford this price that I'm giving you. Right. So I would tell them 7000 and I just stare them like that. And sometimes they'd go, well, uh, well, let me go and, and, and check with my wife. I say, I said, okay, um, uh, you know, um, do you need me to come back, you know, or do you need me to speak with her directly? <laughs> right. And he said, he said, he said <laughs> <laughs> so you challenging his manhood, you know? Right. You know? <laughs> so he like, he's, he's like, um, he said, no, uh, that's not necessary. He said, uh, but I, you know, this is her project. I want her. I said, yeah, for sure. You know, bring it down. Right. So then she asked me. So I said, well, you know, we're going to do X, Y, Z, and this is the price. And I would still look at him. Yeah. And then she would look at him and he would stare at me, like stare me down, like as if it's about to break him. And then he just says, give my checkbook. You know? <laughs> you know? So I was like, I'm like, dang, got him, you know? <laughs> so, get my checkbook. Yeah, uh, reparations, you know? He, he has to be the alpha in the situation. Like, get <laughs> right. my check. I can handle this. I got this, you know? I said, yeah, so, you know, Yo, it was psychology, funny. you know? That is hilarious, man. So, man, you know, it was things like that at an early age I was picking up on. But, um, you know, but anyway, I got into painting, you know, um, you know, and since then, I painted company. That was 12 years ago. No, 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 I'm tripping. 2012. So 2000. That's nine years ago. Not yeah. So our company is still in existence, and we're thriving right now, man. We you know we're we doing really good in DC. You know. Dope. Um, uh So so yeah. So 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 I did painting. Got out of painting, um, and uh, well, I never got out of painting. The company still right. The company still, still runs. Going. Right. Know? But I stepped away from that business, and I learned how to. What I learned from that is how to establish a business that you don't necessarily need to manage anymore. That you can establish something and then, you know, uh, it's like raising a child. You know, you raise a child and you've given your child everything, uh, feeding it, clothing it, maintaining it, et cetera. But then it'll come to a point where your child is able to bring you a sandwich or able to bring you water or whatever <laughs> right, it may right, be. Right, right, it's right. It's an interesting dynamic, but yeah, businesses I love are the same how you way. Put that. And that's, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, now they're taking out the trash and all of that. It's like, you <laughs> know, taking care of you. Yeah, so right. it's like, but, you know, so really I created that business to take care of my father. And my mother. Mm. My mother passed, but you know, that, that was the reason why, that was the goal. And I told my brother, you know, um, I told my brother back then, you know, because you know, my father was real hard on me, you know. So I told him back then, I said, now, I'm gonna tell you something. I said, I'm gonna persevere. I told my brother, I said, I'm gonna stick with it. I said, but eventually this company is gonna be the retirement for our parents. Mm. I told him that back then. Wow. So, <clears throat> and I still, like, that. Kind of, I don't pull money from that, that account. Right. That's what it's there for. Right. You know, my father, you know, he has an excellent salary, but it's like, that's his thing. Got you. But I know that I established it 
so that that can be With that for intentions. him. Yeah. So and 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 you know, all praise due to God. I never had to still, you know, we got everything else we doing. You know, we got you know a lot right, of other right, stuff right, we got right, moving. Right, right, for so, sure. So uh so yeah, so the painting, and then there was a guy when I came here to Atlanta, white guy told me, he said, if you're gonna do we by black, he said, you can't do nothing else. He said, you have to focus your attention solely on it and give it your all. Mm. He said, don't you can't do the painting anymore. Mm. So that's when I started to make those adjustments, you know, and everything else that I was doing. Gotcha. But as an entrepreneur and as a creative, that's very difficult yeah. to tell a creative that. Yeah. Um, because sometimes we can get distracted by a lot, sure. especially when the businesses are not doing as well as we want them to do. Right. You know, if a business is thriving, oh, yeah, we, we all in that business. <laughs> but at the moment you go through some struggle, you be like, I don't you know, know. Let, me, let me create, <laughs> let me create this and let me create that and just add this to that and add that to that. Right. So I started doing a lot of that. You got you. Yeah. Keep adding stuff, you know. And um, but then, you know, eventually, you know, we, it got real tough and I had to realize, I said, I got to get back focused on where we going with this. Gotcha. I had to put the mission and the vision back out front mm. and say, where are we? What's the plan? Where are we going with this? Mm. And, you know, when I did that, man, we, we started having our best years ever. What, what was the mission originally? What was the inception? Talk about getting started. Like, why did you even think about creating this company? Well, while I was at Howard, I studied sociology and community development. And I learned a lot about the conditions of our people, the state of our minds. Uh, collectively. So not just individually, the psychology, yes, too, but also, um, you know, our ways mm. and our patterns and why we did what we did. And then also making predictions, our trajectory, where are we going to be at if we continue with these habits? Right. Um, and some of those statistics that we hear about today, I was reading about it then, you know, um, and, uh, you know, like, um, like the wealth gap, the wealth the gap, gap. Okay. And, you know, exactly, gotcha. you know, um, you know, uh, single parent households, um, mothers that are raising their children and the probability of those children being successful or going to college or being in prison was 50, 60, 70 percent uh, more likely if unless they just had a father in the household. Wow. And so I started looking at, well, what was the government's plans? Why would they have incentives to take a man out of the household? Why is no government creating incentives to put the man back into the household? Mm. Why in, in the early 1900s, it was jaw dropping that the, that the black community had um, that the uh, that the single parent household was 19 percent, 20 percent, something like that. Right. Um, but now it's 75 percent in D.C. It's like 80 yeah. percent, someplace 72 percent, but average like 72, 75 percent. And no one's talking about it. Right. No one's making a big deal out of it. Right. That it's almost like we're celebrating black men for not being in their household. Hmm. And we're praising and celebrating black women for not for being independent and not needing a man. Right. But no one else is doing that in the world. Right. <clears throat> and we've been under attack so much, we have to question everything. So as, as people, it, during that time, I looked at it, I said, man, as a people, we've been through 400 years together. Yeah. You cried when you cried, sister, I cried. When they, when, 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 when they hurt you, I was hurt. When you laughed, I laughed. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now we're separated. Right. Now, we, now we're not compatible. <laughs> now everybody else is attractive more than our own people. Right. Because the world is global and the gates have been removed. Now, all of a sudden, I don't need you anymore. Right. So we, you know, I made it a mission to not only create a system that can help uh, spark uh, economic um, dignity in the black community, collective dignity, collective economic dignity in the black community, but also human and social dignity in mm. the black community. Mm. You know, I want to feel that 
I am prideful in my race and in who I am as a human being. Right. That God created me this way, and I want to feel good about the way that God in which God created me. Not just my skin tone, but just the, the whole circumstance of which in which I've been through. So it's like, you know, even though black people went through like some of the worst experiences, the worst experience in human history, you ask black people, they I want to be black. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, I don't right, want right. so that's we're, we're in a very unique and different circumstance and situation. And the greatest thing that we can do right now is to stick together. Right. So I looked at that and I said, well, what can I do to help preserve the, the family structure in the black community? And I, and I realized that a lot of our women and our families were struggling, struggling economically. And businesses in the black community made up, they, they, they provided majority of the jobs in the black community, second to the government. Right. So right after the government, it was black businesses that were providing more jobs than anybody else. So I said, well, if we create more sustainable, thriving black-owned businesses, then we will employ more of our people. Mm. The more our people are employed, then the less we'll be impoverished, the, the less we'll be homeless, you know, we'll have jobs. But, but right now we have the highest joblessness rate, homelessness rate, imprisonment rate, uh, uh, all of that. Right. But it stems back from us having broken families. 100%. So, <clears throat> but no one's talking about broken families in the black community. Right. And, uh, but that's the, that's the greatest thing that we're f facing. Any business person would tell you, especially more the conservative, old-fashioned business people. You know, because now they got digital ages. A lot of things are different. But if you want to run a successful business, if you want to really have a successful business, it really starts in your family first. That's where it starts. You know, um, and it's a natural pattern. You know, you, you, you have children. You have a, uh, your wife, your spouse. And, you know, you raise your children. And you have directives for them. You say, this is what you all do during this time. This is what you all do during this time. You go to sleep during this time. You eat during this time. Um, you respect each other's roles. My wife respects me. I respect her. She knows what her roles are. I know what my roles are. Right. We don't cross that line. Right. You know, I've been married 12 years. Right. So I, I, we don't have that issue. You know, um, she knows what she looks for in a man. I know what I want to look for in a woman. She pushed me to be a better man. I push her to be a better woman. You know, we raise our children. When we're raising our children, you know, we have, we have order. It's not chaos. You know, everybody, not, it's not filthy. It's not wild. It's not, you know, we ain't yelling. It, ain't, it is not all of that. Right. We have structure. So when you have structure, it's the same thing that happens in, the, in a family. It's the same thing that happens in the corporate world. You have to have structure. You have to have a head. You have to have a leader. You have to have, um, you have to have laws, bylaws. You know, you have to have rules. You know, you have to have... Um, you know, systems in place that people are able to follow. Right. So before I tell my son, like I tell uh, what they call standard operating procedures. Right. You know, I tell, my, I tell my son, I say, yeah, SOP. I tell my son, I say, look, here's how you water the garden. I'm going to only show you this once. You do like this. You do like that. You do like that. He said, okay. He go out there. I watch him. He does it wrong. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, now look, I'm going to show you again. Write it down. You're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do that. Right. So he know he got it. Right. So he go out there and he does it step, step by step. Next thing you know, he ball up the paper, put it in his pocket, never use the paper again, and he just knows how to do it. Right. But it was something I had to do every day that now my son is doing every day. So I'm right. freed up from it. Right. So it's, that, it's like that in business too. 
you know, and but it starts in the, it starts in the family. Mm. You know, naturally it starts in the family and then it comes into the business world because really what happens in the family structure is that once you establish a family, you realize that what you have created in your household, this organizational structure in your household, you also want to see that for your community. Right. For sure. You want everybody else to be organizing and instructing in alignment and in agreement. So you go out and you start to prepare the world for that same thing. You start to cultivate the world. You start to say, okay, look, I don't like all these trees right here. It's not organized. Clear that out. Right. You know, do this, do that. So you start to organize. Like, and that's when men and, and, and people be, get into business. They start, it's, it's a natural progression to get into business. Right. Because the purpose of business is to solve a problem. That's business. Business is you find an issue, you provide the solution, and you charge. That's <laughs> as simple as that. Right, 100%. Give me the issue, I'm going to provide the solution, and then I'm going to tax you for it. Right. So, so that's what business is. So really, um, when we go out into the world, we say, look, this, this, this is the issue here. Um, these lions are keep eating up the villagers. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to establish a security team. These men here... They're going to make sure that these lions never attack anybody. Right. But we got to give them a tax. We got to pay a tax. Right. To make sure that they are able to sustain their families when doing so. No doubt. So it's like, and that happens over and over. These women, they, they are gathering these products, right? These women, they're, they're, they're picking up these products. They're smelling it. They're, they're feeling it. They're tasting it to make sure it's not poisonous for their children or for their husband. They're doing all of that. So they have to be compensated, rewarded. There's rewards for everything. Right. So that's how you start to have systems. And that's really what we came out of. Roles. And there's nothing wrong with roles because everybody does it in, in the business world. You have to know what a person's role is. Right. So, so why is it acceptable in a business world, but it's now no longer acceptable in the household? Right. When business came from the household. Right, right, right. So somebody's playing games here. <laughs> and we are the biggest test dummy mm. for that game. Look at the black house, like look at the way the world is going. But look who's being most affected by it. Right. Look at the movies. Look who's being most affected by it. Yeah. You don't see no positive, beautiful movies of 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 uh, of uh, functioning and functional black households. Right. See, I'm sensitive to it because I studied it in, in, in school. Right. I, I grew up under it. So right. I, I know what it's like to be in a functional household. Right. And, 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 and I only want for my brothers and my community, my brothers and sisters, what I want for myself. It's nothing right about yelling at your children like that. It's nothing right about hurting your children like that. It's nothing about starving your children like that. It's nothing, about, it's nothing good about doing all those things. And that's what our community is facing. And we don't have enough leaders in our community that's actually speaking out against it. You know, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I am a very chill, like, you know, relaxed person. Yeah. And I, and, and, but when, whenever duty calls, I will, you know, I, I, I okay, all right, let's You strap this. up. Yeah, you strap I, up, you, you know, strap, strap up. up. And I show up, you yeah. know, show up and show out. But yeah. it's, but for me, I, I'm, I'm real comfortable with just doing the work, strategizing, you know, putting plans together for our community. I watch when people come to me and they say, Sharif, man, you know, you should do it like this, do it like that. And I'm like, man... I'm not, no arrogance to it. Like, but I thought about that when I was like 15. <laughs> I, like, I might be like 10, 20 years ahead of y'all. Like, you, you're watching us like literally roll out a plan that we've been put in place. Yeah. They're just trying to take effect right now. Right. You know, so, and that's, um, but I, I really care about, you know, our community and what we're dealing with, you know, and um, 
for me, one of the greatest things that I could do right now is to be consistent, to be patient with our community and trust the process. Right. And to know that we did not come this far to be canceled out. No doubt. Yeah, we didn't come this far to be canceled out. No doubt. And, and, and God is with us, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, so how did you actually get the operation started? Like, what was the first steps you took to get things going? The operation where well, we buy black men, um, the first thing I did was um, I studied how to build a website. Um, that was uh, a year, maybe like right before I graduated Howard. It was that summer when I graduated Howard. Okay. And I studied how to build a website. I built um, the first marketplace and um, I had a, a small social media following at that time, maybe like a few thousand followers. Okay. Um, I told them what I was trying to do. Um, I launched the site, it crashed. Um, we then uh, raised some funds to start a new site. Um, I hired a brother in our community to, to build the site. He built a, a, a good site. Um, and uh, we launched it again. We were circulating dollars you know, on the site. Um, what kind of products are you selling at, that, at this time? Well, at that time, we had, we had all type of stuff on the site, man. It was like people were, it, I mean, it was, it was like people were doing like a lot of like, uh, well, the same, a lot of similar products to this day. You gotcha. know, honestly, as a matter of fact, some of the people who were with, with us in the very beginning, still some, still people still, yeah, right. some of the people that still to this day, you know, um, and, and a lot of those companies are now multi-million dollar companies, right. a lot of them, man. Yeah. So it's like, uh, we've been consistent, you know, um, uh, we know that we haven't offered the best product, you know, but we, and, and that's something I could always admit to, Yeah. but it's something that I never gave up on, mm. you know, um, you know, even right now, it's something that we're working on now. That's why investments go. You know, um, I wish I, when I went to Howard, I wish I'd done a better job at connecting with the Howard community. Mm. And a lot of them know I went to Howard, you right. know, but it's, I wish that I would have done a better job while I was at Howard connecting with the community. Because we got a lot of those individuals who went to our HBCUs, but they prefer to work for these other people. Right. They right. prefer it. But what would be better is if they get out of the, uh, the, the, the ego that competition, that crab in the barrel mentality, and find businesses within your community that are doing what your master's doing right now. Right. For lack of better words. <laughs> find those ones that are, or at least trying to get there. Right. Because some of them probably say, ain't nobody doing my master's doing. <laughs> right, so try to find the ones that's, that's trying to get there. Right. Get with them and give all of your resources, all of your blood, all of your sweat, all of your tears, to them mm. and to what they're doing and help them grow. Right. If you are conditioned to do that. Right. Some people are conditioned to do that. Some people don't want to be the owner of something. They want to be a supporter of something. And, and that's what we got to realize. Everything that God has created, has cre he created in pairs. Everything. You have a masculine and feminine to every single thing. Right. Uh, you learn that in like electricity. You learn that in, in, in everything. Everything has a... a, a you know, um, like a duality. A duality. Yeah. It's, and there's always a, the sun and the moon. Everything is like that. Right, right eye, left eye. It, it, it's right. just like that. <laughs> yeah. Only God is one. Yes. And that's the blueprint. I mean, that, that's the, uh, uh, what they call it, like the, um, like that's like the source. You know, the source. Of, you know, exactly. That's how you <laughs> are able to identify, you know, what is creation, what is created, and who is the creator. Uh, the creator is one. Right. Everything else is created in pairs. Right. And that's how you know. Right. So the moment that any type of people say, I don't need nobody, then that means that they're operating under a different system that's unnatural to them. 
You know, so, so somebody's telling them that you don't need nobody. Somebody is singing I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. <laughs> we only have it in our community, though. You know, they only take, so we the test dummies, right? Right, right, right. So, but no, nobody's independent. Right. My wife would tell you, I need her. You see yeah, what I'm saying? For sure. And she need me. We 100%. need each other. And we 100%. tell you, we know that. That's why everything's smooth. Right. You know, but the moment you got a wife that tell her husband, I don't need you. That's a problem. Woo! That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. And the moment a man tell a woman, I could get any woman I want. Girl, I don't need you. Right. Hurt. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. We were meant to be together. Right. Right? So, 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 so really, man, um, that's what that's what I learned early on is that everything is created in pairs. And that is what we have to as a community get back to. Right? We can't we can't deviate from that. We gotta understand that. Mm. So 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 in business you have a person who is a masculine or they have masculine business traits. I'm producing a book too. <laughs> on this piece of I like it. I'm they have masculine business traits and then you have Women, uh, I'm sorry, you have feminine, feminine business traits. Right. So me as a person, I have, I know I have more masculine business traits than feminine, but I have both. It's, it's, it's what, what are, some, what are some, some of those masculine traits, just to break so it down? So a masculine business trait would be like, uh, okay, so um, like the male, a man, an actual physical human being man, mm-hmm. uh, he has sperm. And in that sperm, you have billions of sperms yep. that go out. Yep. Not all of them stick, right? right? right. <laughs> but you got billions of them, right? Right, right, right. That's like the entrepreneur. That's the masculine business trait in the entrepreneur. You got a lot of these ideas. You got these people that have all these big, brilliant, beautiful ideas. Yeah. But not all of them going to stick. Right. Now, when it does stick, you say, ah, I got it. Right. I know which one it is. Then that's the point in which you have to have Feminine business traits. To nurture it. To nurture it. Mm. And it has to become pregnant within you. And it's hidden from the world. You don't tell everybody about it. Right. It's like a seed in the ground. Seed is insignificant. You put it in the ground. The seed goes in the ground as you're impregnating the ground. Right. And you cover it. Just like a womb and a mother. Just like an idea in the mind. You don't go and tell everybody. You hold on to it. And you protect it. And you allow for that sperm to become an embryo. Uh, and to develop, to start to grow limbs and eyeballs and, and ears and et cetera, et cetera, until it becomes strong enough. Right. <clears throat> and then once it becomes strong enough to be able to uh, withstand the pressures of the world, then it gives birth to that idea. But even when it gives birth to the idea, the mother still covers it. People come closer, she said, well, back up. Did you wash your hands? Mm. Right? It's the same thing with an idea. See, the, 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 the idea breaks in the ground, the sea, it cracks. When water hits it, it cracks, like, like you know. Right? <laughs> so it, it cracks in the ground, right. and then the sea grows up. Right. But, but it only grows up once it establishes roots below. Mm. Because it knows that if it just grew straight up, that any squirrel, any dog, anything could come and scratch it right out the ground. Right. So, so, That's a fact. So the, so the idea is insignificant. The sperm is insignificant. We know, we men, we jerk off, jack off, bop, 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 <laughs> everywhere. You know? So, but, 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 and God created it that, that way, that you can 
ejaculate, and the next thing you know, it's, it grows back within you. Right. Two hours, three hours later, you're back fully charged again. Right. So, but it's not like that for women. And it's not like that for people who have feminine business traits. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with having feminine business traits. If you're a man, in fact, as an entrepreneur, you want to have both almost equally. In fact, if as an entrepreneur, you really want to, you want to have both right. almost equally. You want to be able to produce an idea or a new concept, and then you want to be able to nurture that idea, test that idea, right. put it to test, study it, analyze it, uh, and see if it worked. And if it doesn't work, you may have to pivot or create a new idea. Right. So it's a cycle. And many times, an entrepreneur, once they, they have both, most entrepreneurs have both. They have to have both. Mm -hmm. They get to a point after they develop that business so much, so then they realize, they say, look what I birthed. Look what I have here. But I don't have the interest in raising this child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the interest in being with this child every moment of the day. Right. That's not, it's, it's not my thing. Right. I know my thing. In fact, if I'm with this child every moment of the day, I might hurt this child. <laughs> right? So I need yeah. a woman. Yeah. Or I need a partner. Right. With feminine business traits uh, that's going to step in and say, hey, brother, or, you know, uh, hey, man, <laughs> let me raise this right. and groom this, this and baby. take this child to the next level mm. and, and get it to a point in which this child is bringing, is a grown human adult and is bringing us back billions and millions and able to take care of us. And not only that, that child will have children. Wow. Like the tree has fruit. And then the fruit has seeds, and that seed hit the ground and create more trees. Mm. So everything that God created has a, it, it's created the same. Right. In the Quran, in the Quran, there's a verse in Quran, and God says, "Wallahu anbatakum min nabata," and it means that God created the human being to grow gradually, like that of a plant. Mm. So when you study the plant and the plant life, you realize that the plant is not alone, that the plant is dependent, that a plant needs a seed, the seed needs the earth, the earth needs water, it needs sunlight, it needs air. And that's what that's the perfect environment in order to produce the plant that you want to grow. Right. And when that plant begins to come out of the ground, you protect that plant. That's marketing. See, when the plant comes out the ground, that's marketing. That's letting the whole world know, like, hey, I exist, but I'm okay with letting you all know I exist. Right. Why? Because I'm rooted. Right. I'm rooted. Right. But then the winds come. This is the cultural influences that we have in our community. You know, they come and say, girl, you know you don't need that man. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you know, man, you know you don't need that black woman. Go, go get that Dominican or that, that uh, you know, that uh, white woman you've been dying for for the whole, your whole life, that white woman. So you get blown this way and you blown that way and you blown this way. And then eventually you start being blown this way and then she said, man, I'm leaning. They got me. And then your body, you, you know, the, 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 your body, your body starts to say, now, you know that ain't right now. You know, you, you got to get some balance here. Right. So like the tree, when it's leaning, it starts to grow stems on the other side. Mm, to try to pull it to back. To try to pull it back and it uh. evens it out. So you see a tree, the tree grows branches like this, but that's a sign of the tree struggling throughout its life to stay at a balance. Right, right, right. But it's only the winds and it's only the, the environment that causes that tree to be strong as it is. Mm. And that's for us as black people. We 
what makes us a, what make us a beautiful people, what make us befitting for world leadership is our circumstances. Mm. Not all black people, but those who keep to their moral decency and those that depend on God for their enlightenment, they'll be blessed. Mm. They'll be blessed because those are the ones that respect the nature in which God created them in. If wow. you respect the nature in which God created you in, you're bound for success. See, your heart don't tell you what it wants to do. It does what God created it to do. We've been talking this whole time and we never thought about our heart just beating. Right. We don't think about us breathing. That happens naturally. That's because our body is, is, is obeying the way in which it was created. It's obeying, it's obeying God in the sense of it's doing what it was willed to do. No doubt. It's our mind that tells our body, drink that. And then you drink that, your heart banging out the roof, you know, <laughs> your heart banging out the roof. Cause it's like, man, what you doing to me? Right, right, right. You know, we smoking all this crazy stuff and your heart going crazy. Your mind going crazy. Your lungs and everything is, your, your fingers are, everything is hurting there. Why? Because your body's telling you that this is not what's for me. Right, right. You see? And it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in business. You know, when you start to see a business not doing well, you have to start to find those things. You know, they call it um, audits. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, your, your tax person say, you spent what on what? No wonder why your business ain't growing, right? right? right you did right. this and that. Why would you make an investment like that? So... Everything is, is in alignment. Mm. The seed is like the sperm, and the sperm is like the idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Deep, man, deep. Yeah, how, man. How'd you get the initial people to um, even connect with you to, to sell the products on, on the site? Yeah, so people started reaching out. Once they figured out what we were doing, they said, you know, hey, I got this. Hey, I got that. Like a sister in Texas said, hey, I got um, beef jerky. I like to sell on your site. I said, beef jerky? Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, right. sister in Texas got beef jerky. She said she had the best beef jerky in Texas. And white people started threatening her at her open markets. Wow. She said they'd come up to her and, and threaten her life. So, mm. you know, you need, girl, you better put this, you know, put this away. She, she told me about it. She said, so her daughter told her to just, you know, shut down and go, go online and sell it online. Wow. And they won't even bother you no more. You know, that's the type of stuff we got to deal with, you know. So she started selling beef jerky on her life. So you got people start selling product everywhere. You know, the brothers that, that had True Laundry, they start selling Champ Boss. Everybody started selling on the site because everybody had a product. And if people didn't have a product, you know, you all saw me. I'm on them videos. I'm like, all right, Charles, Sharif right here with We Buy Black. Right. I'm right here in Walmart. I'm going to go down this aisle right here. Then this is the, the light bulb aisle. How many of us got light bulbs in our household? Right. Everybody. You know, the right. average household got 46 light bulbs in the in, in, in household. But do we own a black owned, do we have a black owned light bulb company? Right. No. Right. <laughs> Tomorrow, we're going to talk about establishing the black. So people caught wind of that. Mm. And they said, huh, this, this brother up to something. He doing something here. Yeah. If he keep going, we may own everything yeah. that we need. Right. We may be the providers of everything that we need. Right. And if we're the providers of everything that we need, why would we need a Walmart? Right. Why would we be begging to get in Walmart? Right. Why don't we just start our own Walmart? Mm. Mm. Wow. Five, five, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, sure. so we, start to, we start to think like that, you know, but, but you also got the people in our community that start to think like that and they say, hold on now, let me go show master, you know, what, what they up to. Right. Let me go show them what they doing because if they continue to do this, 
these black people, my people, will have their own Walmart. They have their own. They'll be free. They, they, so we don't worry too much about them. Right. You know, we, we see. You right. Know, you saw what Harry Tubman did. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no doubt. I got no the same doubt. spirit, you know? Yeah, I, I dig it, man. I dig it. What, what's the, what do you think is the biggest challenges uh, for black people when they're creating product? The greatest challenge that I could think of for black people when creating a product is um, <laughs> the masculine business trait, is the idea of what to create. That's what we struggle with. Um, you know, a lot of us, we see what our brother's creating, and we say, I could do that better, and we just go and create what they're creating. Um, but we don't create something to complement what they're doing. Mm. You see? Mm. We should create things that complement what each other is, is doing. Right. So it's like, um, you know, um, uh, my brother, he sell jean jackets, but I sell tennis shoes. So when, so when he come out with a jean jacket, I'm going to come, come out with a shoe that looks, that matches the colors in the jean jacket. Mm. And we're going to sell that thing together. Got you. So, so instead of we both got jean jackets on the market, you got the jean jacket, I got the shoes. And we promote each other. And then soon, my follower account become your follower account. Your follower account become my follower account. Right. You had 100,000, I had 100,000, and then you got 200,000, and I got 200,000, because mine joined yours. Mm. Now, you got a multi-million dollar jean jacket brand, and I got a multi-million dollar shoe brand. Right. And it's black owned. Right. You see, and we pushing that. Okay. So we struggle with that in our community, uh, you know, that when we see somebody doing something, we all do the same thing. That's why everybody sells something with shade button. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we, what else we could do? Right. You know, um, when we created the toothbrush, when we created the toothbrush, that was a test. That was a, like I guess I studied sociology. Yeah. That was, it was an experiment for me. Okay. I wanted to see what would this do on the market for our community if I pitched it that way. So I got with some young brothers uh, and I asked them to help me with some ideas. And I asked them, I actually had a little board and I asked them, I said, well, you know, what's something that you all use every day? And they gave me all these ideas, and one of them eventually said a toothbrush. Right. It's true. Yeah, so no we doubt. use it twice a day. No doubt. I said, but is there a, is, is there a black-owned toothbrush company that you all know that exists? He said, no, I don't think there is one. I said, well, name some companies that you know exist. They said, uh, Oral-B, Colgate, you know, on and on. I said, yeah, those are the ones. Right. I said, so, so imagine if we had our own toothbrush. I said, look how many, look how many... Look how many Negroes is in America. <laughs> if we all just got a damn toothbrush, we'd be on, we, we, it'd be over. Right, right. I think it was 30 million of us, 40 yeah. million, something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. No doubt. So, you know, so, so yeah, so it's like small things like that, but not just the toothbrush, the toothpaste, the mouthwash. Right. The detergent. Right. The, the, the ear swabs, the dish soap. The trash bags, mm. the, the the light bulbs, the this, the, this, the, it's everything. Right. All of these things we're using, right. and all these things have a potential to be a hundred million dollar company because no we're not dependent just on our community for it. No doubt. They all got a potential to be hundred million dollar company, billion dollar company. But what we got to do is just get behind each other right. and make sure that happens. Right. Because one thing we've proven to do is just stay true. And anybody they see us bring into the fold, these people are true. No I don't doubt. bring anybody into the fold. <laughs> you don't see, I'm not on camera promoting anybody. <laughs> I don't do that. Like, well, I look like, you know, this brother, bam, bam, bam. But this brother going out there and he doing all these other things with everybody else. Right. Ain't bringing them back to me. I don't do that. Right. If, I, if, 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 uh, and, and, now that's not to say that if I'm not promoting somebody that they are, that they are, 
you know, that they're not good. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm just saying that um, if I am to do it, then that means that, you know, I've, we studied those people, we watched those people, we, we, we analyzed those people to say, okay, we could present that in front of our community and know that they're safe. Because I also know what it's like to make a person $100,000 in a couple of hours and then watch them go buy a $100,000 um, uh, truck right. and gave all that money back to the white man. <laughs> I know what that feel like. Right. You know, right. And, and I've seen that on that level and I've seen it on a level where a sister say, you know, um, you know, brother Sharif, can, can you help me pay my rent? I said, well, what you, you know, what you, what you got going on? She said, well, I sell these bath bombs. I said, okay, we'll say no more, sister. Let's, 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 let's load you up. Sell all of this stuff. And she, she, she sell all the bath bombs. You know, she made $1,000, dollars or something like that. And she said, I could go pay my rent now. And I said, well, oh, wait, where you staying at? Like, well, you know, where you live at? Oh, I live in New York in, um, in, in the apartment complex. Well, what's it called? She told me, I said, researched it. I said, oh, it's owned by them people. Mm. So we helped you make the money. But you just gave it right back to them. Mm. So no wonder why a dollar only circulates for six hours. That's surprising. Right. We don't own nothing. Right. Right. We celebrate the, the grocer that, that, that has a grocery store because he black. But, at, but 99% of the product inside the store is outside of our community. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Is, is there a certain criteria in terms of the product that you'll accept in, in, in like as far as like the packaging, the way it looks like? Do you, do you look at that? Is that how, how important is that to you? Presentation. That's very important. That's very important. Um, I had a strategy to get the people. That's, that was my strategy, to get the people. I knew what I was up against. Um, but we're, we're, we're pulling back in. Like, our name is out there. So we're pulling back in to now, um, you, know, um, you know, identify the quality, you know, look at who's selling online, you know, for people to be able to come to our site and be able to see the faces of the people who actually own those brands, um, you know, getting a statement from that person that owned that brand, statement uh, from them for our community, um, you know, having them to make a pledge, you know, um, that's, that people can see on the site. Right. I pledge to do this. I pledge to do that. I pledge to do that. That's so important for our community. Yeah. So it's much more than buying and selling. You know, we have to make a commitment to ourselves, you know, into our families, into our communities. So um, this, is, this is what we're working on right now to present, you know, so... Um, so yeah, so so yeah, so the quality of the product that's extremely important. You know, customer service extremely important. You know, uh, the technology extremely important. The better your tech, the less your customer service. For sure. You know, the worse your tech, the higher your customer service. Right. So it's like you know we have to perfect all of it. You know, and we can't stop until we until we get to that point where we able to say like we, and we're going to win our community over. Yeah. Slowly but surely, we yeah. can't quit. Yeah. I watched a number of people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's so many people that, that watched us and, and, and worked to compete against us instead of join us. Right. They're doing it right now. You see, everybody got a marketplace nowadays. Right, right, right. You know, but they never came to me directly and said, let me join you. Let me work with you. Mm. Sometimes they'll send somebody else and, 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 and had them to, to, to see what I think and all of that. Right. I turn them down just because they sent somebody to me. Mm. <laughs> but if they came to me directly, I work with them. Right, right, right. It's them they like. I mean, it's them that I like. I don't, I don't know who they sent to me. <laughs> so so we, got, we got a lot of that. You right. know, we got a lot of that. You know, jealousy, envy. You know, and people know I'm sincere. I've been, I've been doing this. Right. I, I stay true. It's things people see in public, and it's things that people don't see. Mm. And it's a lot that I make sure our community don't hear. Just the same way when I, I, you go out in the world and we get all type of crap. I don't bring that into my house. Right. 
Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you know. Is there opportunity, opportunity maybe even here to help develop brands to where there's people out there that you have ideas, like mm. you said, and maybe are putting things together, but they're not on the level to where they look like the products that are in, these, in this warehouse. Like, do you offer something like that, or have you ever thought about doing something like that to where people can come and actually uh, develop their brands within We Buy Black so that they're ready to go out into the market? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So we wanted to definitely, like early, right before COVID, we were creating an incubator. Mm. Um, we were at um, a co-working space that we had probably, we probably had 15 members like from We Buy Black inside of that co-working space. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had um, our videography crew, photography crew in there. We had people sending in product. We was taking pictures of their product. Um, you know, um, we had a team that was handling all of the uh, promotions, the branding, all of that for them, designs. Uh, we were offering consultation. So it was for a very short time. It was from like February to like, when did it, like February to April, like when COVID hit. Okay. Um, and then, so it was no more than two, two months, but we were rolling. We were rolling. Like we saw the vision. It was like, this is, we were on it. Right, right, right. Uh, but when, when COVID hit, you know, I had made a significant investment in like the staffing and everything. So I had to dial back tremendously. Okay. And we had to make a, a, a pivot, you know, in order for us to make this thing work. And we did, and it worked out in our favor. You know, we, we, yeah, last year was uh, one of our best years. So we, we did, we, 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 we dialed back. But um, yeah, so, so, so yeah, so we definitely considered it. We, we definitely still have to keep it on the table. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. And, you know, we, we've always been open to working with people in our community. There's some people that we, we work with, that, that we outsource. People need images, yeah, talk to this person. People need to get stuff made, mm. mass-produced, talk to that person. You know, we had um, uh, manufacturers in our community. People um, needed things manufactured. We, we sent them to them. But we'd love to have it at a point where it's that everything's sort of in-house. Right. Where that it's that it's much more organized. Right. And people need something. It's like, hey, I got this brilliant idea. And it's like, all right, stop there. Go to step one, step right. two, step three, step four, and by the time you come out the pipeline, yes, you got this finished product right. that we're marketing, and you're doing X amount of sales, et cetera, et cetera. So, no yeah. doubt. What, what, do you, what do you think is the biggest outside of support? What do you think is the biggest detriment to black business that you've seen? Because you've you've done with many many black business people, right? What do you think is the biggest the, the, where where we're lacking, where we need the most help? Consistency, you know, like uh, alongside of just not having a lot of resources. See, every business goes through, every business, white, black, any, any business, they always struggle. Nothing sweet. Right. Um, but um, you have to remain consistent. And, uh, and that, that's, that goes beyond, that's just the nature of business. Right. So that goes beyond just black businesses. Right. You have to remain consistent. But we as a people deal with so much psychological damage, we're, we're so quick to give up on ourselves. When we look in the mirror, we, we see somebody's better than us. Mm. We see somebody's greater than us. We see that we're not perfect. We see that we're not our best self. We see all these things. We got to process all of that. It's the same process that's happening in the business. What the hell am I thinking about creating a toothbrush? You know, what the hell am I thinking about creating this? Right. You know, when, when these guys over here, they, they got all of this happening here, you know, and, and they got all of these resources and all of that. What? Why, you know, why would somebody want to buy my product, you know? Right. That's why I ain't making no sales. It's not because it ain't good. It's just because, you know, who am I? Right. You know, so it's a lot that happens within the like cycle. imposter syndrome. Say it again? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. What's that? that? That's basically like feeling like you're not good enough. 
That's it. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. so that's what's happening with our community. We feel like we're not good enough, mm. and we're not, we're not together. We're not together. So if we were all together, you know how our sisters do. Let a sister in our community say, "I'm not." Let her say, "I'm not good enough." Right. So say, "Girl, what you say? <laughs> Girl, you the best, most beautiful, most intelligent. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. But we're not connected. Yeah. We don't have that village, that tribe. We're not working together. But that's what would happen if we were together. Let a brother in our community say, "Man, you know, it's, I'm just keep getting beat up every time I go out there. They get beat up." That sister gonna say, she gonna say, "Brother, hold your head up, brother. Mm. She gonna pick your turn. Hold your head up. Now repeat after me." I'm black. I'm beautiful. <laughs> you know? No that, doubt. That's only when we together, though. Right, right, right. But when they separate us, that's what causes our issue. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can't expect for a business to do well when a family's struggling. That's a fact. Do you, do you think that same mindset kind of uh, translates into customer service? And like, Because a lot of times, you know, I, I do my best to support black businesses as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Right? And you go into black establishments, but you'll find that the treatment that you get mm-hmm. isn't the same that you get in another establishment, yeah, and you yeah. get frustrated yeah, yeah. because you want to spend your dollar there. Yeah. But you know, you go to get some fish, and they out of fish. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. go to get some chicken, and they ain't buy that this week. Yeah. And, and the attitude is, well, you guys got to get something else. Yeah, yeah. W- where does that come from? Family. It's all gonna ro- go back to family. Yeah. The greatest thing that they did in slavery to hurt us was to destroy the family. You know. Um, you know. So what you're seeing. Is, uh, is a byproduct of once the family is destroyed. You see, because no one looks at that person who's talking like that. No one sat them down and asked them, what is your issues in life? Right. And you'll find out once they start to communicate it, you'll feel bad for them. You'll feel sorry for them. Mm. You know, you'll create a grant for them. Mm. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, um, you, know, uh, you know, what we're dealing with is different than what any other group is dealing with. Right. But what we don't want to allow to happen is for that to become our culture. Mm. So we want to speak out against and let people know, like, look, this is not right. You know, next time I come here, you got to have this stuff. Because if you don't have it, how can you expect for me to buy from you? Right. You know, um, and, and at the same time, it's like, what you doing this weekend? Let's, let's, uh, go, grab, let's go grab something to eat. Let's go uh, come to this program with me. Right. I want you to hear this program. You know, it's a free program in our community. A brother, I know. So community life is so important for us. That's what we're missing. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we go to the business and we want to support, but at the same time, we're looking for a reason not to support. <laughs> There's so much happening in the psychology on both sides, man. Right, right, right. It's like, it's almost like, how could we win? Right. You come in with the predisposition, like, I know I'm going to have a bad experience here. Yeah. Let me just, I'm waiting for them to give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what's happening in the black community. <laughs> it's like the sister saying, I know that nigga ain't no good. Right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna date him anyway, just to show my family I tried. Right. And right. after I show my tried, I'm gonna go and talk to this this other man. Right. You know the black man. He say, "Look, all these black sisters I talk to, ain't none of them ever do this for me. Right. Ain't none of them ever do this for me. <laughs> right. The the psychology in which we're dealing with, man, is coming. It's always gonna be rooted back to the family structure. Yeah. Everything that we see in the business, everything we see in the politics, everything that we see in the, in the, in the cultural scene. That's why you watch a, watch watch a movie, a black movie with, with black people in it. Let a man and a woman begin to like each other. Mm. It it's no more than two extra scenes that go by before they end up having sex in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like, how? Right, what happened in the middle? Where, yeah. where you just cut out a whole... No foreplay? <laughs> like, Nobody's warming. So it's like, you know, because everything is immediate. It's expedient. 
quick emotional gratification at that moment. Mm. And they know that about us. That's why they write movies about us like that. Right. So I sister, so so now when you see a sister on the street, you only look at her the same. You can't see her, you can't see the 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 the, the far goal, what they call it, the long, the long goal or whatever. Right, right, right. You don't see that in her. Right. As soon as you see her, you be like, bet you I could. Give me 10 minutes. <laughs> Watch. I can go get in. I have a... Yeah, yeah. You think like that because they make that a part of the culture. Mm. That comes destroying the household. When that sister don't have a father, she, she, know, she didn't have brothers, or she had a father and he molested her, or she had an uncle and he mm. molested her. So you have all of that. She don't feel self-worth. She don't feel of worth. Right. So, so, so you approaching her, you, you know, you think you could bag her and all of that and quit. Well, she don't feel valued anyway. Right. So of course she's going to give it up to you. She don't feel like she's precious anymore. Wow. And instead of you taking her and say, sister, you know, um, you beautiful. And I always pray to God I meet a sister like you. I don't know you, but I heard of you or I watched you and I want to get to know you. Here's my information. Right. You know, and how could I get in contact with you? You know, and what is it that you're doing that I can help you with? Right. You know, what is it that you work? What's your passions? What's your goals? You know, do you care about the community? You know, do you want to have a family? Right. Right. Do you have a family already? Do you have children? You know, are they taken care of? <laughs> it's like, let me help you. And I'm not looking for nothing. I'm not looking for nothing. I just want to help you. Right. Any woman in our community that receives that, what will happen is, is that she will open herself up to you. And I'm sure she'll reject you for a second because of her abuses. She can't trust you. Right. But eventually, she'll open herself up to you and she'll be in her most beautiful, natural form. At one point, if a man came up to her, she'd be the I-N-D-E-P-E-N. <laughs> you know? She, right, she that. Right. right. You know, I don't need you, nigga. I don't, bop, bop, bop. Right. You know? Bop, right. bop, bop, bop. She'd do all that. Yeah. But be a man and protect her and nurture her and love her, and she'll open herself up to you. No doubt. You'll come home, everything that a man prays for, mm. she'll do that. No because doubt. everything that she prayed for in a man, you are that. No doubt. You see? So our issues stem from the family. It's gonna always go back to the family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're sitting in this space, so we have to talk about it, right? Okay. This, this is the warehouse, so it, it didn't start here. Right before you had this warehouse space, how yeah. were you housing the product? What were you doing? Yeah, so we, we did everything online. So we, you know, everything was online. Um, you know, COVID switched some things up, but you know, um, I mean, it, it helped for, you right. know, for the most part. You right. know, um, you know, and, you know, sad to say, man, COVID and the George Floyd, you know, situations like that. Everybody on my team know I cringe and I and I kind of go into like a a mode of like I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to deal with nobody because I know this time. And I had this time when I was young, you know, when I first started the site. And I know what it's like to really have a heart for your people. Right. And to realize that the only time you really make money is when one of us die. Mm. And the whole world takes that as an opportunity to capitalize on it. Everybody profits off our pain. But for me, it was very, it was extremely difficult to ever come to a point in which I'm like, all right, let's sell to our community at this point. Right. But I know it's necessary. You know, it's like a leader doesn't want to be out front. Right. They don't, they don't wish for that. 
they, they rather follow. <laughs> it's just for real. I'm like, you know, where, where everybody else at? I, right. I'd rather do But, <clears throat> and that's what makes a beautiful leader. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the same thing in, 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 in this situation here. It's like, you don't really want the person that's out there trying to profit off the pain. Right. You don't really want that. Right. But it's only when you realize that that's the only way that you're going to really be able to get your people is by taking opportunities like that to talk to them. When we are down is when you should be talking to them. In the darkest moments is when you should be the loudest. Mm. You see, it's like our prayer when, as Muslims. You know, we pray five times a day, right? The, the prayer when, 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 when the sun is down, like uh, the early morning prayer before the sun comes up, we say that prayer out loud. When the sun rises, then our prayers are silent. When the sun goes back down, our prayers are said out loud. And that lesson is that when the world is in darkness and it's in ignorance and your community is, is, is hurting, it's impoverished, it's, uh, it's, um, it's in a bad condition, you have to speak up. And if you don't speak up, you're not praying correctly. Mm. You're not doing the work correctly. You're not worshiping God correctly. Mm. When, the, when, when the world is good right. and, and everybody beautiful and we all in paradise together and everything look good, you don't want to be like, black power. We we on top. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not the time for that. Right. But, but when, when it's a time in which we had our, when we low, we have to get out there. We have to shout. We have to protest. We have to stump. You know, we have to strategize. Mm. You know, we have to plan. And we got to be 10 steps ahead of them. Got you. Got you. So when, when, just going back to like the warehouse and the, and the logistics of We Buy Black, mm-hmm. h- how was it? How what, was it difficult to like start implementing that uh, that piece? Um, you know, not. Yeah. When I first what I first did was um, the, uh, the, what I first did was I came here. Uh, that, so. So, OK, let me back up a little bit. The, um, uh, there's a few businesses here. Um, you got True, the brothers True. You got Champ. You got the sister here. Okay. You got us here. Now, um, when I go, if I go back a bit, um, I started. It was in the summer uh, when the whole protest and everything was happening. Right. I knew that I wanted. I knew we had to get into fulfillment. I right. knew it was coming. Right. Uh, because people will order something on the site and they'll order five products, but they're coming from all these different regions. Right. And the shipping is like $30 because you're getting $5 from them, five, $10 from So the shipping was adding up. So um, what I decided to do was um, I decided to um, 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 bring everything in-house. And once I decided to bring everything in-house, then um, I was able to bring that shipping down at a much lower rate. Right. Um, so I decided to go ahead and get started with a box, you know, it was called the mystery box or the big black box. Okay. And we pushed that out there and it did so well that I didn't even have staff in here yet. Right. I ain't had none of this. Like we right. had nobody here. What was in, in those boxes? It was like, um, it was like random products from black businesses. Okay. That's what it was about. It's like a mystery box. So I was, I sold the box before I had the product. That was the thing. It was like, <laughs> I didn't know it would do that well. Honestly, right. I was like, damn, this thing is going, it's going wild right now. Right. So. I started calling businesses. I was like, look, I need your help. He's like, okay, what's up? I said, uh, you got 3,000 of those products? <laughs> like, 3,000, man, it's gonna take me a week to produce them. Right. You know, so I was dealing with all that. And I was like, damn, you right. know, and I called another person. You got a thousand of those? So, you Where'd know. Where'd you get that idea from, the mystery box? 
I don't know. I that's the the masculine business trait, right? It just, <laughs> just came just out. Just come out of nowhere. It's all stuck. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a way to get products in front of people and get samples and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then it allowed for me to incorporate a lot of different businesses without uh, the person pre-selecting that item. Gotcha. That, the customer had to pre-select that item. It was like they chose to just receive a, a box, box full of black-owned products, right. and it allowed for me to go to businesses that I knew that they had an excellent product that they, they weren't on the market and nobody really knew about them and it allowed for me to get them in that box. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. It was like a sister that had, um, she had like these dope African print bed sheets and they were sitting on the shelf for like two years mm. and she wasn't moving them. So she had like a, a 500 of them or something like that. And um, I was like, look, like I sold these boxes. Let me get all of them. Right. Sold. You know, I yeah, gave yeah. it to her and told them when they next. So you just wholesaled them from her, bought them, and then you just sold. Yep, wow, okay. Yep. I, well, I sold them already. Right, right. It was already pre-sold. Yeah, they was done. You know what I, mean? I paid her for them. You know, I had already sold them before I talked to her. You right. Know? So, <laughs> you know, I got to pay attention to this man. Yeah, man, yeah, this, is, done, this is some yeah. jewelry right here. Yeah, man. Yeah, I already sold them before I even talked to her. You know, so you know they they've been sold. So you know, I told her to place another order. Right. You know, so we could keep it going. Right. You know, yeah. So so man, it's but yeah, man. So so the so the mystery boxes so you so you got into fulfillment so um what what was kind of next like what's the next level where are you going to now with things well um now is a matter of um solidifying the 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 products that we have like the excellent products that we have mm. the services that we offer like solidifying it you know perfecting it right we have a really good system it's a matter of perfecting it now um because i want to be able to offer opportunity to our community but in order to do so then i have to have everything clean the books got to be clean right. everything got to be up to par right uh, the financials everything right um you know and i want to run a transparent system right you know to a certain degree yeah <laughs> <laughs> to a certain degree yeah but I, I i want uh to be able to do that um so that's next yeah that's next it's cleaning everything up um you know the, the business is, is 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 great the business is good it's great and uh, it's, a, it's, it's now it's the, the time for our community to get involved. Yeah. Do, do you study Amazon? I do, yeah. Do, 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 is We Buy Black the next Amazon? No. Okay, why not? So they have a, diff, they have a different goal in mind. Like I said, our, our people are different. So if I, if I view Amazon as a body, I'm not trying to be that person. Mm. Because we, I'm different. I'm just a different person. Gotcha. And I'm trying to provide a solution to an issue. And this issue is an issue that Amazon could never solve. Mm. It's an issue that they can never solve. And it's an issue that we have to solve. We're the only ones that can solve it. And then we're the only ones that we have, we're obligated to solve it. So it may look like an Amazon. It may look like a this or may look like a that. But, you know, um, we're just doing business. Right. And they, they created a really good plan and blueprint and, and how to, you know, get into this type of space. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we take from that, but our goals are different. Right. You know, so, I, I, you know, our vision is different. Right. You know, so, so really the, the plan, the business and everything will be different. Mm. You know, it will be different. You and know. How, how do you compete? Or do you compete at all? Yeah, we do compete. Yeah, yeah. And I'm all for competition. You know, yeah, yeah. So I'm all for competition. So I'll say it like this. Every business has a, a, an Achilles heel. Um, and I'm not interested in, in, in competing with my brothers and sisters. They may be interested in competing with me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, 
I'm trying to get the guy that got the, the hundred billion, what was it, two hundred billion. Let's go Something there. Like yeah, that. yeah. So yeah, yeah. we let's focus on it. Right. So it's like, in order to do that properly, you have to be able to identify what those Achilles heels are, mm. and uh, and you have to make that your strength, and uh, and become very strong in that. And uh, our strength is community. That's mm. our strength. No doubt. So 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 we got to focus in on that. You know, we got to build that and cultivate that. And um, and we got to keep our intentions pure. No doubt. You know, um, focusing on family life, um, making sure that our community is protected, making sure that the issues that, that we have within our community, that they're, that they're being, that we can see that they're being resolved. And just having a spirit to want good for our people, but, but not forgetting that the world is open up for everybody. Right. You can have evil people, you have good people. Whoever studies, whoever works hard, that's the one that's gonna get the benefits. I don't care if you're good or bad. Right. The world is open. Right. So if we want the good, we gotta study as hard as they study. We gotta work as hard as they work. We gotta be as aggressive as they are. And, you know, and we'll get the benefits that's in this life for us. Yeah. And not only that, we'll get the ones in the next life too. So for we sure. get the double blessing. No doubt. What, what keeps you up at night, man, running this business? Coffee. <laughs> not what literally keeps nah, you up at nah. night, but what doesn't, what, what doesn't allow you to get as much sleep as you probably should be getting? No, I got you. I, it was coffee last night, though. I, I don't even drink coffee, but I, I drank some coffee. I was up all night, man. So Is it black coffee? It was, it was black coffee, right? Straight black, too. Oh, my goodness. No doubt. But um, what keeps me up at night is uh, loneliness. Um, feeling like uh, I'm alone mm. in this, you know, in this journey, you know, honestly. Um, and not necessarily knowing where the help going to come from. So I get, I get that a lot. But at the same time, when I get those feelings, I, gotta, I, I have to dial back and think about all of the people that I, do, that I have in my corner and show appreciation. And then that, that actually makes me, that ha- helps me be able to relax. And, to function. And, and function and go to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, no doubt. Well, this has been dope, man. Listen, yeah, yeah, you, man. I you, appreciate you, you've been dropping some jewels, man. Like mm. I, I can't wait to watch this back myself, man. <laughs> okay. Just listen and really like digest it all, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, before we go, number one, what I need you to do for me, brother, is give yeah. a final thought to, yeah. to the audience. I always ask for the final thought, and that could be, you know, spiritual, entrepreneurial, whatever, mm. whatever comes from your heart. Yeah. And then um lastly, we gotta let everybody know where they can connect with you mm. and where they could learn more about We Buy Black, mm-hmm. so forth and so on, where to where to purchase the website. So let's start with the final thought, man. Final thought is um we say it's a uh, there's a um, uh, um, it's called a um, there's a record or a, um, um, or a word from Muhammad the prophet and he said that Alhamdulillah is what holds up the heavens. In other words, Alhamdulillah means that all praise is due to God. So that's thankfulness, is gratitude. So being able to recognize that all the thanks and all the praises due to God is what holds up the heavens. And the heavens is our minds. It's our minds. It's what's on the top. Mm. We talked about that a little earlier. It's what's at the top. Right. That's the heavens. So when you, when you show gratitude, when you show appreciation, when you show thankfulness, it's actually what keeps you sane. When you're not grateful for what you have, when you're not appreciative for what you have, 
then that's the beginning of you of your insanity. Mm. It's the beginning of you going insane. People who hurt themselves, people who kill themselves, people who uh, um, hurt others, is because they're not grateful for what they have. And sometimes they have to be called and reminded and say, I know that happened to you, sister. And I know that that's probably the worst thing that could ever happen to a person. And I know that happened to you, brother. And I know that happened to you, black community. And that's the worst thing that has ever happened to a people in human history. But remember that God is one and that he has a plan for us. And this is our test. And if we stay consistent and if we persevere and if we stay morally upright and we stay in alignment with our nature and when we give it to God and we trust in him, then we will be rightful leaders of those who oppressed us. Mm. And we would not put them in the same situation they put us in. Wow. And that's what's going to preserve us in our leadership. Wow. Wow. Man, where can they connect with you, brother? We Buy Black. (laughs) (laughs) At We Buy Black on Instagram, webuyblack.com. You know, um, I got a personal Instagram, you know. um, I mean, but it's, you know, I don't really. (laughs) Right, right. It's just, you know. But um, it's my name, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's just Sharif Abdul-Malik. Um, but yeah, you know, reach out, you know, um, show some love, you know, for all of those who, who hear, hear this message, just know, you know, we don't have it all that, you know, you clearly will hear from this whole conversation. I'm dependent. (laughs) I don't claim to be independent. I know I need you, you know, um, and we need each other. So you all know what we got. You all know what we are working on. Um, lend the resources, lend the help and let's figure out what we can do together because, um, you know, we're in this for our community. We have always been in this for our community, you know, um, and, uh, and that's just the way it's going to be. No you doubt. Know? So we got geniuses in our community. We just need y'all to come home. <laughs> no doubt. That was powerful, man. Listen, Sharif Abdul-Malik, thank you so much, my Most brother. Most definitely. Man. This Ramel, was man, for fire. Sure, yeah, man. Fire, thank you, man. fire. Listen, Appreciate Hustle it. fam, you know how we do around this time. If you smell something burning, it's only a desire. Mm. We buy black and we are out. Jeez.